0: Welcome back to the XONE, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network. 1 800 610 7035 worldwide, uh, toll free. My email address is XONE at On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com, and our website, www.XZONERADIOTV.com. This hour, Exon Nation, we're going to be speaking to a good friend of the Exxon, Sir Knight Daryl Breeze, is our special guest this hour. He's the co-author of a new book that I believe is going to open up a lot of eyes and a lot of hearts. It's entitled, God's Steed, Key to World Peace. And uh, the Bible, Revelation 19, 11, says, the heavens were opened, and as I looked on, a white horse appeared. Its rider was called the Faithful and True. Inscribed on his person was the was a name known to no one but himself, and his name was the Word of God. The armies of heaven were behind him, riding white horses. Once again, joining me now is Darrell Brizem. Darrell, welcome back to the Exone.
1: Rob, it's my pleasure to be here. Hello, world.
0: Tell me, Darrell, what was the inspiration for your writing this this new book uh, that I said is is sure to open up hearts and minds? Uh, God's Steed.
1: Well, I was. Blessed to be part of a project with uh, that was a, a quest started by the legendary Louis Joseph Papineau, who mm-hmm. thought peace could come about if world religions would get together and honor the divine providence of the Creator. So he started a quest for peace back in 1867, and another Canadian, Gerald Dowst picked up the quest back in the 1980s. And I just joined the the project about six or seven years ago, and it's been wonderful to actually complete this book. It's a wonderful nonfiction.
0: What can you tell us about uh, the book? And once again, ExoNation, the book is entitled "God Steed, A Key to World Peace.
1: Well, it can't be any more controversial. It's a true story about horse feathers, Rob, the pegasus that everyone's Familiar with Mm -hmm. is actually a a true story from all the world holy books and eyewitness accounts. Now, first off, I'm no crackpot. The Catholic Church knighted me for Bible research that that I did in regards to the beast of Revelation, Mm -hmm. and I've I've been on a special detail that guarded the first President Bush, Margaret Thatcher, and Helmut Schmidt, and you can imagine the background check for that job. Last year. I helped design drilling fluids at Baker Hughes that were used in the relief well. So I'm known for honesty and speaking the absolute truth. And if you read this book, I can assure you that you can bet your life on it.
0: You and I have to take a commercial break, uh, Darrell. So many people in today's society... Look at everything through negative eyes. Uh, Is it possible, in your opinion, to attain world peace? And if so, what will it take?
1: World peace begins in everyone's heart. And this book explains how that's going to happen. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to have a signed peace accord from a Mm -hmm. peace festival that's proposed for Canada for next year.
0: We're going to keep our fingers crossed, my friend, because I believe that there is a way that we can all live in unison, harmony, and I believe the solution is simple, but we as humans love to complicate things, don't we?
1: No, we sure do. That's the human side. (laughs) All
0: right, Daryl, please stand by. You and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. Exo Nation, my guest this hour, a friend of mine, Daryl Breeze. Sir Knight Daryl Breeze is our guest. And if you'd like to find out more about Daryl's book, it's available at lulu.com. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv.com, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Don't go away. We'll be back in two. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call two zero one nine three four eight nine eight six or Skype at Elizabeth. Joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new visions.com. back, everyone. Uh, Sir Knight Daryl Breeze is our special guest this hour, and we're talking about Daryl's new book. And it's a, it's a book that, like I said, is going to open up a lot of eyes and open up a lot of hearts. Thing. The book is God Steed: Key to World Peace. It's available at www.lulu.com. dot com. And uh, Daryl, do you believe? Or are the signs all in place that these are the very last days, as talked about the book in the Book of Revelations?
1: Well, Rob, uh, nobody's supposed to know when Judgment Day is going to happen, but mm-hmm. I know that every day we're a day closer to it, and we do know that 2012 may usher in a period of peace, and if you tie that in with the Third Secret of Fatima, which involves the destruction of the Catholic church specifically the vatican mm-hmm. then i think everything's in place
0: speaking about the prediction of fatima there are a lot of people who believe that this was just an event that was dreamed up by three children uh the 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 product of over overactive imaginations uh, of young people and yet there were so many people who were at fatima in spain who actually saw miracles happening
1: yeah yeah there's been a lot of uh, Angelic sightings, I, I had a wind horse in my, my living room in 1994 in broad daylight. And you can take that to the bank. Um, there was also some wind seen in the Old Testament. Elisha saw Elijah ascending in broad daylight on a chariot pulled by fiery horses. You can even go to World War One, when the British expedition force of 75,000 men were about to be overrun by 260,000 Germans. Five winged horses with soldiers on top showed up and confused mm. the Germans. That was called the Angels on Mons, and they were seen for 20 minutes. This is a non-religious event. The winged horse is real.
0: Is, what, is the, what is the relationship between the winged horses and um, angels?
1: Well, the winged horse is truly an angelic being. It's the eternal spirit from heaven. It's the only other animal besides humans that are listed as being in heaven by the Bible, and you can see that at Revelation 19:14 forward. So they are an angelic being. That's the eternal conductor. It's their job to conduct and carry people from heaven to earth. A lot of people experience them in dreams. Mm-hmm. And they actually ride the horse in dreams all the way to heaven. It's
0: wonderful. You know, you and I were talking about world peace uh, in the first segment of the show. How would world peace be possible in a world with so many different religions and uh, with so many conflicts between religions? For example, Christians versus Muslims, Muslims versus the Hebrew. How, how, do we, how do we come to a common thread and cast aside all these negative thoughts that we may have against one another?
1: Well, that's the focus of this Peace Festival. I had a chance on on page one of this book, God's Deed, Key to World Peace, Mm -hmm. underneath the introduction of Papineau's quest, I actually had an opportunity to write the proposed Peace Accord. It's very simple. It's just one line. It says, we the people of all faiths, in the spirit of our Creator's truth and goodness, confirm here that we will work together as one for permanent and lasting peace. And that's what Papineau had in mind.
0: You know, th- there was an article in today's newspaper where they're saying that uh in in certain school boards they're changing it from Easter eggs to um spring what what what's the word they used? Um oh, I'm tr- I'm just trying to get the article here right now as we talk. Uh just give me a second. Um Oh yeah, here it is. Don't call them Easter eggs. Call them spring spheres.
1: <laughs> yeah, people trying to be politically correct and keep uh, the separation of church and state. I guess.
0: But are are we going too far when it comes to political correctness?
1: Well, it's pretty irritating. But the, the government does pay for most of the education, so that's mm-hmm. that's their crutch. That's why they think they can go ahead and do
0: that. But but as a member in high ranking within Catholicism, how does that? How what what, what does Sir Knight Darrell Breeze think about this?
1: Well, um, as far as Easter, the Easter Bunny, mm-hmm. and the tradition of, of celebrating um, the resurrection of Christ on Easter, I think they're just trying to drive a wedge between church and state. They're trying to polarize church and state, and I just feel it's unfortunate um, that, it, that it's happening
0: you and i you and i both it's, it's it's sad that the children have to suffer for the i was going to say the ignorance of of adults and government i'm still going to say it. the ignorance of adults and government and you know because kids kids have a fantastic way of solving their indifferences you go to any I any couldn't. any park any playground where there's kids, sure they're going to get into a little skirmish. Tommy wants to play with uh, Jack's uh, truck. Jack says, uh, "You know, Tommy says no." Jack gets mad, throws sand at at Tommy. They have a little tiff. Two minutes later, they're the best of friends, and they're both playing with the truck. But adults drag thing on. Look, how many people have been have lost their lives in the name of Christianity? For example, yeah, quite a few. Quite a few.
1: First they try to take the Christ out of Christmas, and mm-hmm. now this. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, ta- ta- by by ta- the way, so, speaking of Christmas, Santa Claus also, up until the 1800s, was known to have his sleigh pulled by a winged horse. It was only an American poem that, that got Reindeer into the story. He's traditionally um, been the, the spirit of Christ throughout yeah. the several millennium, all the way back to pre-Christ, Odin, who also was known for distributing gifts around the world. He was the original story of Santa Claus.
0: So is this another example of how Greek mythology crosses over into Christianity, and Christianity crosses over into Greek mythology? Because Pegasus was the winged horse of, of the Greek uh, mythological gods.
1: Right, but not the first one. We've got over 150 stories of winged horses throughout religious history, the front cover shows a thirty-five thousand-year-old cave person etching that was done in the Chauvet cave system of France, of the Hiller chamber of a of a winged horse about three meters long, and was probably based on an eyewitness account.
0: Now, you say how many how many examples of winged horses are there? Did you just say
1: we have we have in this nonfiction book? Mm-hmm these are all validated. There's about 150 witnesses to the winged horse. This is a real uh, story about a myth being based on reality.
0: How come then, Darrell, uh, how come then no one has found the remains of a winged horse?
1: The winged horse is a spiritual being, an angelic being. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've never had a, a corporal body, a living corporal body. And if people view themselves, like they should, as eternal spirits with temporary bodies, I think they'd understand eternity quite a bit better. And this book helps them do that. They won't have any more fear of death once they read this this book.
0: During the life and times of Jesus Christ, was there ever a mention of a winged horse?
1: Yes, um, when Christ ascended, there's quite a bit of uh, testimony about the ascension that he had.
0: Now, you said that you had your own experience in your living room with a, with a winged horse. I was wondering if you could share that, that experience with us.
1: Yes, on January 3rd, 1994, my beloved horse, Druzon, passed away on an operating cable about 15 miles away. Mm-hmm. And at the moment of his death, I was waiting for a phone call from the vet, sitting in my easy chair in my living room, and he appeared in front of me as an angelic, horse with wings, staring straight at me. and it was just it was just an incredible uh, scene to have that, to experience that in broad daylight.
0: How did you feel at the time of the, uh, the appearance of the apparition? What was going through your mind? Was, oh, there, was there any communication between you and the spirit?
1: Well, I knew intuitively that this vision of Druzon was Druzon. It looked just like him, and when he he was facing north, and he had turned his head to me so I could see his full side. He was facing to my right. Mm -hmm. When he turned his head forward, he pursed his lips and stuck his neck out a little bit, raised his wings, which had been down at his side, and jumped up with all four legs at about a 40 to 45-degree angle Mm -hmm. and drifted up about, eight feet, and disappeared right in front of me. It was just wonderful to be able to have angelic light like that shining and and to be able to see it. It was the most perfect thing I've ever seen.
0: Well, I would imagine that if we're all created by God and if when people pass, their spirits have been seen by those who love them so dearly before they depart, that the same would apply to any other creature on Earth.
1: Sure, I I fully believe that, and there's quite a bit of evidence that... um, Most animals do have soul.
0: Daryl, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Great talking to you again, and congratulations on a wonderful book.
1: Thank you, Rob. It's wonderful to be back on the Exxon.
0: Exxon Nation, Sir Knight Daryl Breeze is our special guest this hour. He's the co-author of God's Steed, Key to World Peace. It's available at lulu.com. And uh, Daryl and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news As the Exxon continues, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, XZBN.com, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. www.thexzonestore.com.
1: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario.
0: Hi, my name is Sponza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the x Xen- This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell.
1: The city pounding in my brain while another day goes down the drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a five o'clock the world when the whistle blows. No one owns a piece of my time. And there's a five o'clock of me inside my clothes, thinking that the world looks
0: fine. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Sir Knight Darrell breezes is our special guest this hour on the Exxon. He's the author of a new book that I'm sure is going to open up a lot of eyes and a lot of hearts. It's entitled God's Steed, Key to World Peace. It's available at Lulu.com. Daryl, I understand that there are over 400 graphics in your book. Can you describe them to us, and what do they depict?
1: Well, the winged horse is depicted in 95% of them. It's from all the artisans throughout history. They've documented the winged horse because there's been several mm-hmm. thousand sightings of the winged horse. It it's shown still currently on coins and stamps around the world. Plus, um, when when a world war ends, they put up statues of the winged horse. Even in uh, even in Korea, the the atheistic North Koreans have a wonderful big statue mm-hmm. overlooking Pyongyang, which celebrates the end of the Korean War. Which course, I was born that day.
0: Tell me, Darnell, why don't we learn about the winged horse in church?
1: The winged horse is kind of a passive um, form of Scripture in the Occidental, that's the, the Western Hemisphere. In the East, the winged horse is predominant. It's a dominant, uh, known angel that exists throughout the oriental religions it's it's a wonderful wonderful um, event to have the winged horse in scripture mm. and it's in the Bible and I'm bringing it out
0: Daryl, are you there or did we lose you Oh explanation it seems that we have lost a Daryl so we're going to Daryl, are you there? Daryl, are you there? Daryl, all right, Craig. It seems that we've lost uh, Daryl, so we're going to be um, we're going to be giving him a call back here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. One 7035 Worldwide toll free. This is oh, one ringy dingy. I feel like that lady on laughing. What was her name? Lily Tomlin. Oh, this is Daryl. All right, Daryl, what happened? Did uh, did you get abducted by aliens, or was somebody just uh, playing with your phone? <laughs>
1: I think I had an over 50. I pushed the wrong button ah, on my phone. <laughs> hey, it happens to
0: the best of us, my friend. We were talking about why we're not taught about the winged horses in church, and you said that's a passive part of um, of religion.
1: Right, right. It's not It's not an active uh, uh, part of Scripture for, for the Bible. It's not really focused on like it is in Oriental religions, where it's a prominent uh, known um, factor. The winged horse is is very prominent throughout all all Oriental religions, and what I'm doing is I'm educating the Western Hemisphere that this is, in fact, a true event. The winged horse does live. Mm -hmm.
0: Is is this because if we were to learn about a winged horse that it may be misconstrued as a deity, and uh, in the Bible it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me?
1: Well, that could be, but this book clears up any mysteries that you might have, mm-hmm. um, any questions you have about the Winged Horse. The wonderful statue that um, I commissioned a, an internationally renowned sculptor who's leading a team of sculptors to make the Winged Horse statue for the 2012 Peace Festival. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a proposed 50-meter pool with a 15-meter hollow metal globe of the earth rotating in the center with the iconic winged horse on top of the globe, symbolizing peace on Earth. And on top of a horse, is carry, he's carrying two spirited children, and the children are holding a scroll symbolizing the signed Peace Accord from the proposed Canada Festival. It's just a wonderful model.
0: What can you tell us about this festival? Because I, I haven't heard of the Peace Festival.
1: Well, I've been contacting the... Canadian U.N. ambassador, and I wish that the entire audience would contact them. They haven't returned my calls. Um, I think that Papineauville, Mm -hmm. which was named after the family of Papineau, and people who have driven into Papineauville know that that area was used for the Three Amigos Summit recently, but the Papineauville signs incorporate the coat of arms and have the winged horse on it.
0: Interesting. Truly it says
1: truly, yeah. Sue Mago I am his witness. The winged horse is a real, real being.
0: Why is it that pe- why is it that people don't talk more about the winged horse and, and, and other parts of the Bible that may truly hold the significant correlation keys to much of the mysteries that we read about and that we've learned about?
1: Well, this book is the key, Rob. It really focuses on Judgment Day, comparing all religions because every religion, from Hindu to Catholicism, mm-hmm. has the same story of Judgment Day with the winged horse playing a prominent part. All they have is different nomenclature, different names for the creator.
0: So, would the winged, horse, winged horse? Would the winged horse be the the um, the mode of transportation for the four horsemen?
1: The winged horse is the four horsemen. Were certainly uh, breathed by, by the Creator to go patrol the earth, and that's heavily quoted in the book also. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the ride that the Lord takes on Judgment Day from heaven to earth, leading an angelic army who are also
0: on horseback. Would these also be winged you, horses?
1: You bet. How are you going to fly without wings?
0: Well I, I don't know, you know, in mythology there there have been a lot of people who had supernatural powers who have done a number of mysterious things. And I, I've often wondered how these how these books and how these stories would be told if way back if the same events that happened way back when that have been birthed to so many mysteries and so many questions would happen in today's society with our knowledge of the sciences, uh, would they still be wonders or would they be easily explained?
1: I think if people do the research by getting this book, I think the electronic version is only five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. All the mysteries, all the questions they have about religion in heaven, in eternal life will be answered. They won't have any more questions about the mysteries, about the fears. There'll be no confusion. Just pure enjoyment of Scripture. The next time they open their Bible, It'll take on a whole new light, and it'll be wonderful.
0: What would you like people to, to better understand after reading your book? What is your mission with the book?
1: It's really to educate people in the Western Hemisphere. For example, the Tree of Life chapter, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. It explains what people call the Tree of Life the, um, the editor, Cecilia, who I happen to be engaged to, she's a wonderful lady. She actually had a dream last May 1st where she went to heaven and saw dozens of winged horses, and she also saw the top of the, the tree of life in heaven. Wow. And yeah. And we went back and we looked in the Bible and we looked up all the points of her dream, mm-hmm. and they were all, all the points of her dream were, were listed in. in Scripture in the Old Testament under Zechariah, Ezekiel, they had very similar dreams.
0: What do you say to people who, who believe that this is the Pope that is presently in the Vatican is the last Pope?
1: Well, they'd be almost right. This Pope was named by an archbishop and also a saint named Malachi who lived about a thousand years ago he was well-known for listing all the future popes by name, mm-hmm. and he listed Benedict by name, and he said there's one pope after him, and he'll be called Peter II. So he'll be the last pope.
0: Peter II. Yes. Hmm. What, would, what do you think that Catholicism would be like without a pope? Do we need a pope, or have we grown past that, that stage in our sociological advancement?
1: Oh, that's a good question, Rob. The good thing about having a pope, he actually leads the magisterium, which is the teaching authority of the Church, mm-hmm. and they, they're the ones who are charged with Scripture as it gets interpreted uh, throughout changing languages. So it's valuable to have them there, but you certainly don't need a pope to get to heaven or to believe in God, that's the Creator. True.
0: You know, I, I often wonder, Daryl, what would happen, or what will happen, when Christ does return to Earth, how would he agree with the direction that the Church has gone in as far as amassing its wealth and not actually sharing it or or giving it to those who they have amassed it for?
1: Yeah, there's definitely a a human side to any institution on Earth, Mm -hmm. even the religious ones. And it's sad when you see uh, human failings like that, when you have war in the name of God, like the Crusades did. That's, I think he would possibly have a tear in his eye.
0: I'm sure he would. So where do you, where do you go from here? Uh, tell us a bit about the festival. Uh, where is it going to be held? Uh, you, I know it's in Papineauville, but when and, and what, will be, what will be included in the, in the festival?
1: Well, the proposal is for a three-day festival with representatives from different religions, even New Agers, Mm -hmm. who who wanted to sign off on a peace accord, and I think we'd throw in a couple of days of music. It'd be wonderful. Um, Then the statue that I commissioned could be transported to the UN and given to them with the, the plaque and the signed peace accord, and I do believe that peace would break out all over the earth.
0: You sound as if this is something that you've thought hard and, and, you know, given a lot of thought to, but what happens, my friend, and please don't take this the wrong way, what happens if peace doesn't really happen? What does that tell us? Does that tell us that the game is over, it's too late, or do we just have to try harder?
1: Well, I think, 2012 and open up quite a few eyes, Rob, and I do believe it's going to usher in a period of peace. I think it's the dawn of the age of Aquarius.
0: What do you believe the significance of the year 2012 is? Is it mentioned anywhere in the Bible?
1: It's it's mentioned in a lot of uh, scriptures, and of course we know about the Mayan yes. calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 25,000 approximately a 25,000 year cycle of the Mayan calendar and it also lines up with the uh, galactic center of the Milky Way as far as how long it takes to rotate around. So I think that there's quite a bit of evidence pointing to a possible magnetic pole reversal next year, and that will really shake up everything. I think mankind will be distraught after that. What's, what's left will survive, but I think it's going to wake up um, a, new, a new consciousness in mankind, a peaceful consciousness.
0: Do you think that there? If let me let me just give you a hypothetical situation. This world is on the brink of total annihilation due to man's inability to control its power over nuclear weapons. Would there, in your opinion, be divine intervention as so that this planet would not destroy itself and all the ch- all the people on it?
1: Well, I believe that that is exactly what happens in the Bible when the beast of Revelation. Mm-hmm overcomes the saints in heaven that's mentioned in the in the book of revelation when that happens when heaven is invaded by the power of the beast then that's what sparks the catalyst for judgment day the lord directs his angel archangel michael to go ahead and clean heaven and he evicts the beast from heaven and then the lord mounts his horse and gathers his angelic army and heads down Jacob's ladder to earth and judges everyone. So in a, in a sense, there's enough, um, evidence to point to something comparable, but on a heaven and earth scale, not just a, an earth scale because heaven got invaded.
0: How will we know when the end times are here?
1: You won't miss it. (laughs) You You will not miss it. Um, the Lord will show up, and when you've seen a winged horse or an angelic being, it's something that's with you forever.
0: Hmm. What about the the uh, the demons in the abyss? Do you really think that there is an abyss and that come the end times, they will be released?
1: I think that uh, time-wise, Revelation seems not to flow very well, but mm-hmm. my interpretation is that it, that it does and that um, the beast is sent down into the abyss on Judgment Day. So I'm sure there is an abyss. I know there's a beast. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, it's going to happen.
0: All right, Daryl, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our final break for this uh, hour. Exonation. Sir Knight dental Breeze is our guest this hour, and we're talking about his book, Um as well as the peace festival that he's planning in, along with other people, in Papineau, uh, Papineau, Quebec. Daryl's book is entitled God's Steed, Key to World Peace. It's available at lulu.com. 1-800-610-7035 worldwide. Toll free, this is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, and I'll be back with Sir Knight Daryl Breeze on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and wwwm www.theexonestore.com Rob McConnell here presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennicks, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist All right, we're talking about uh, Sir Knight Daryl Breeze's new book. It's entitled God's Deed, Key to the World Peace. Key to World Peace, I should say. And uh, Daryl is working on a peace festival in Papineauville, Quebec. As always, Daryl, great uh, talking to you. Uh, I've been giving out the website lulu.com to get a copy of your book. Is there any other website the listeners can go to?
1: No, that's the best one. It's got the electronic version for Mm -hmm. the download. It's a wonderful site.
0: What would you like to leave the Exxon Nation with tonight, Darrell? What words of wisdom? What words of inspiration?
1: Well, I, I want to let them know that three or four years ago, I stood on the crypt at uh, a Canada's historical site at, at uh, Montebello, where L.J. Papineau's uh, mansion is. And I I stood on his crypt within just two meters from him with the other co-author, and I pledged to get this book done and published and then promote it, and that's what I'm doing. Um, World peace is really going to happen. It starts in our hearts, Mm -hmm. your heart, Rob, my heart, Papineau's heart, Dow's heart, Cecilia's heart. Canada is going to have a huge role leading the world to peace. It's going to happen, and you heard it first right here on the Exxon.
0: World peace would be wonderful. How would you see a utopian world? It
1: would be very peaceful. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what would happen to the in, in, industrial countries without war? Would they just fall off? Would they, what about all the warmongers? What about all the hatred? What about those who have committed crimes, whose hearts are so black they can't imagine any light in their lives?
1: Peace has traditionally brought in prosperity, production, and, and safety. So the world really needs peace right now.
0: What's your next book going to be about, Daryl?
1: This is going to be the last book. This is it. This is going to be my last book. And uh, it's going to be my life's work to promote it.
0: What was the hardest part about writing this book, if there was one?
1: Well, my editor's really into details. Mm-hmm. And uh, slaving over the you know the, the word processor was just amazing. To make sure everything was correct and in line, and so we could call it a nonfiction. All these stories are validated. The winged horse lives.
0: Daryl, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. Congratulations to you and your co author on what I believe is going to be a book that will touch hearts and open the eyes of so many around the world that peace will, in fact, be possible. So, thank you very much for joining us. God bless, Rob. Take care, my good friend. Exo Nation, Sir Knight Daryl Breeze has been my guest for this hour. He's the co-author of God's Steed, Key World Peace. It's available at Lulu.com. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exo, and a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, Right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Sit back and listen to this song as we go to the news break. I'll be back at six and a half minutes past the hour. Don't go away.